This COVID-19 Baptist Health Radio podcast was recorded on November 16th, 2021. Welcome to Baptist Health Radio. As the most preferred healthcare provider in Northeast Florida, we are here to help you stay informed with the latest news, views, and resources for your health and well-being. Children continue to account for a quarter of COVID-19 infections in the United States. Those who get the virus are able to spread it to other children, including babies and toddlers who are too young to be vaccinated and adults who might be at higher risk for severe illness. It is critical to get children vaccinated now to prevent a new surge of COVID-19. Joining us today to help answer the most common questions about the COVID-19 vaccine for children is Dr. Mobin Rathur. Chief of Pediatric Infectious Disease and Immunology at Wolfson Children's Hospital of Jacksonville. This is Baptist Health Radio, the podcast from Baptist Health of Northeast Florida. My name is Prakash Chandra. So Dr. Rathor, really great to have you here today. I wanted to start by asking, is the vaccine approved and effective in younger children? Well, Prakash, thank you so much for doing a podcast on this important topic. Yes, the vaccine is, in fact, approved by the FDA under an EUA for children five years of age and older. And yes, the vaccine is effective. It's the same vaccine that we use in adults, so there's no reason why it would be effective in adults and not in children. Okay, understood. And in terms of the types of vaccines, you know, I guess in adults, we had like Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson. Is that all of the same types of vaccines for children as well? Well, the vaccines are a little bit different. Moderna and uh, Johnson Johnson are different type of vaccines. Moderna is messenger RNA and Johnson Johnson is an adenovirus vector vaccine. The vaccine that's approved for children five years of age and older is the Pfizer vaccine, and that is also a messenger RNA vaccine. So vaccines are slightly different platforms. Okay, understood. What about the dosage? Will younger children get the same dosage as adults? Yeah, thank you very much. That's an important question. Uh, Yes, the vaccine is similar, but the dose is one-third of what adults get. So the study that was done found that the one-third of the dose is as immunogenic as what we mean the body's response is as good uh, as the full dose that is given to uh, older children and adults. So same vaccine, smaller dose. And what about how the dose is administered? Because it's a third of the adult dose, do you still need two shots or is a single shot enough? No, this is all two doses. So they still need two doses at least 21 days apart. And once they get their second dose, we consider them protected two weeks after that. So in five weeks, you can get your child protected and safe and try to get their lives back to normal. And after that second shot, I remember there was just a little bit more of a immuno response as my body got used to the vaccine. Is it going to be similar for children? Can parents expect that second shot might cause a little bit more of an immuno response in the child? Yeah, that's the reason we need two shots. The first shot gets your body primed and the second shot gives the uh, body's antibody response a boost so you are protected for a longer period of time. Okay, understood. And, you know, you mentioned earlier the EUA, which is the Emergency Use Authorization. Talk at a very high level about what was done in order to get that authorization, you know, like studies or research just to make sure it's safe for our younger children. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think this vaccine, the way it was studied, was very similar as you would study other vaccines. They did a study basically showing that the vaccine is not inferior to what is used uh, for the adults and older children. And so they had 3,000 children in this study. 
and they found that the vaccine was safe in these children. It was uh, also found to be very effective, and the response was as good as the response in adults, even with one-third the dose. The evaluation of the medication under the EUA is similar to what you have uh, in the regular approval, and it is fully expected that this vaccine will also get full approval, just as the vaccine has got full approval uh, in the adults. Okay. And are there any potential side effects of this vaccine for younger children? I think what you should expect is some what we call quote-unquote reactogenicity, and that's where you get any shot, you will have some pain, you may have swelling, you may have redness, you may sort of feel low-grade fever. You know, it's like you're coming down with something, but that should not last more than uh, 48 to 72 hours, and after that, we expect the children to be just fine. This is not unusual for other vaccines also. Yes. But what are the potential risks of being vaccinated versus those of not being vaccinated? Well, it's like saying, is there any difference between not wearing a seatbelt and wearing a seatbelt, right? If you wear a seatbelt, you know, you will be protected in an accident. So when you get the vaccine, you're going to be protected against the disease. You may still get the infection, but you're not going to get sick so that you will not be so sick that you have to be admitted to the hospital or your child in this case, admitted to the hospital or get into the ICU or get on a breathing machine, or even die of the disease. So yes, you you get the vaccine, you're protecting yourself, you may get the infection, you're not going to be as sick. So that's a a tremendous benefit of this vaccine. Now, you know, there's going to be people out there that say, you know what, during COVID, it has been shown that younger children have a stronger just immune system. They're not necessarily at risk for going to the hospital. I don't necessarily need to get my younger child uh, vaccinated. What might you say to them? All I will say is this is misinformation. Children are equally likely to get infected as adults. It is true that they often don't get as sick, but kids do get sick. They do get into the hospital. They do get into the ICU. They do get on the breathing machine. And yes, they do die of this coronavirus infection. So I think it's not that you know kids just don't get sick or die of this. Now, it's much less than what you see in adults. But we have to remember also, it's not just getting sick from the acute infection. Kids, when they get the infection, even if you don't know about it, it is asymptomatic, they can get this dreaded MISC disease, which occurs about four weeks after the infection, even if the infection is uh, not symptomatic and you don't even know your child had the infection. And they can get very sick with that, and they often end up in the ICU. So it's just not that the fact that they don't get acutely ill, they can have this MISC, but they can also get COVID long, which, you know, if I get COVID long, I may live another 20 years, right? If a eight-year-old gets COVID long, they have to live it for the next 80 years. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to keep things in perspective. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. And also another piece of this is they are carriers. So even if it doesn't necessarily affect them, it could affect someone that's kind of a little bit more immunocompromised and really have some severe effects and potentially even death. Isn't that the case? Yes, absolutely. I think, as I said, the child may not get that sick, but they can get the infection, which means they they can potentially transmit that infection to somebody who's at risk. You know, it could be their uh, 90-year-old grandma you know, who for whatever reason cannot get the vaccine. Uh, or it could be their uh, eight-month-old sibling who cannot get the vaccine. So I think when you get the vaccine, you not only protect yourself, you protect people around you. And that's another reason to protect children less than five years of age. It's extremely important that everybody around them is vaccinated. Here's another important point, Prakash. We need to get kids back to their normal 
lives. And sooner we get all the kids vaccinated, uh, the school-age children, sooner they can get back to school, sooner they can have normal school life, sooner they can have normal activities, this disease has caused major impact on the lives of children. You know, it may not be seen because they may not be dying necessarily, but they suffer tremendously from this pandemic. So we need to start our children on a on a footing that they can get back to normality. All of us need to get back to normality. And sooner we get everybody vaccinated, the sooner we'll get back to normal. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more with you, Dr. Rathur. Still, though, I I do want to address there's going to be people out there that are apprehensive about getting their children vaccinated because there haven't been any long-term studies. Like, how could there be, right? This was just really authorized. So maybe you can talk a little bit to those concerns. You know, parents that just are worried about the longer-term side effects that this vaccine might have on their children? So, Prakash, I'm a parent, and it's my job description as a parent to be worried about. My children are grown. They're in their 30s. I'm still worried about them, right? So this is our, in our job description as parents. So, yeah, I think that's a very legitimate question. Let me just say a couple of things. One, most side effects of the vaccines occur in the first six to eight weeks. And millions of doses of this vaccine have already been given to adults. And the, the side effects are extremely rare. Any risk of side effects from this vaccine are so much lower than the risk of the actual infection. So the harm that is caused by the infection is much, much higher than any harm this vaccine can cause. Another way to look at it is this vaccine is so protective, so helpful to children, that if, even if there is a small risk of harm, the benefits outweigh that harm by mile. Millions of the doses of this vaccine have already been given, and you know we need to be protecting our children, and we need to be getting them vaccinated so we can get them back to normal life. Absolutely. So if a parent wants to get their child vaccinated, what should they do? Where can they go? Well, I think uh, there are many things they can do. They can first call their friendly pediatrician's office who will guide them. They may be giving it in their office or they can guide them where they can get the vaccine. In many states, the vaccines are being given at the local pharmacies. You can uh, go to your pharmacy chain's website and see if they are administering vaccine to younger children. But starting at your uh, pediatrician's uh, office is probably the best way to do. Okay. Well, that's wonderful, Dr. Rathor. Anything else that you'd like to share with our audience before we close here today? I think we need to get all our children vaccinated as soon as possible to protect them, to protect people around them, to protect our community and for the nation to get out of this pandemic so we can all get back to normal lives, especially the children who really have suffered a lot in this pandemic and they are really the silent victims of this pandemic. Dr. Arthur, I think a perfect message to end on. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Prakash. That's Dr. Mobin Rathur, Chief of Pediatric Infectious Disease and Immunology at Wolfson Children's Hospital of Jacksonville. Thank you for listening to Baptist Health Radio. If you have additional questions about COVID-19 and the vaccine for children, call the Baptist Health COVID-19 helpline at 904-302-5050 or visit wolfsonchildrens.com slash COVID-19. For more general information, you can visit us online at baptistjax.com. That's baptistjax.com or call for a personalized physician referral at 904-202-4968. Also be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. This has been another episode of Baptist Health Radio. My name is Prakash Chandran. Thanks so much and we'll talk next time.